everyone and welcome to the latest episode of pod stallions my name is brian him are jason jason how are you doing man i are bad are are bad <laughs> no i was being bizarro oh uh, oh uh, so good i'm well thank you sir how are you cannot complain um cannot complain and who'd listen if we did no well our listeners hopefully would and, they maybe we yeah. should do standalone episodes very episode where we just bitch about our life <laughs> fetching with jason and brian start another podcast and another thing for 90 um, i forgot one more thing yeah um it's nice to hear your voice nice to mm. be back in the saddle so to speak and uh well you know the the pod pod saddle oh okay the, yeah yeah the, the paddle it's nice paddle. to be back in the saddle um you, about the have, there, remember? you listen let me tell you something um i know what people say about you and i don't believe most of it and i defend you but i will say this every now and then you have a great idea oh they don't come good. along they don't come along often and you really have to hunt for them but when they come boy i'm they're they're emmy winning and this might be one of the best ideas you've ever had for a topic. I think I'm putting I'm putting it up in the Hall of Fame of your ideas. No kid, Mister. Oh well, uh, yeah. yeah. It, I love this idea. Uh, I like all great ideas. I came up with it while walking my dog, and um, I texted it to you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So that it was not lost in the ether, uh, which I also enjoy. Yes, which you, you was like uh, you were like uh, Pasteur when you. Yes. Than Eureka, almost. Um, yeah, great. It's a great topic. And what is the topic today? The topic today is video stores. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is it's almost like not a shared, but we of Gen X watched them come and we watched them go. Um, we didn't have them when we were growing up, then we did have them, and now we don't have them. And um, I think we are witness to this. You know, obviously, like, you know, millennials and Gen Z, like my children, they did have them at one point, but they are fuzzy memories, depending on how old you are. And some people were just smack dab, you know, lucky enough to always have them. Uh, but, like, to me and to you, these were like amazing things to have in the eighties. Like, you know, to, and it can't be, it can't be underestimated that if you missed a movie as a kid, it may be gone forever. You know, um, the pattern, I mean, it's certainly in this country, the pattern was the movie hits. Um, it does, you know, it does its business. Maybe it's out for five, six months, sometimes longer. But, you know, generally speaking, um, or if it was something, you know, that 
maybe it wasn't the thing you ran out to see, but um, it was smaller. It maybe lasted not quite as long. But if it was a, a a mega film or something you you know really really liked, you kept your eyes open for the dollar theaters. And yeah. and you when you saw that in the paper, it you know your a little bit of your heart kind of went oh it's already which meant that. I mean, you're, you know, you're not eight years old going, oh, the box office is going down. I feel so bad for the studio. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're eight years old and you're going, that means it's only a few weeks away from never being seen again, <laughs> basically, or well, being seen in four years on television or something. Yeah, and even television. I was just explaining this on, um, on the Pod Stallions group today, which was – I can remember being a kid and like the WKBW channel seven would play um, uh, the movie for a Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my folks not only went to church, but we walked to church. Oh, we only live like two blocks from church. Um, So I would, you know, get home at like one, one ten. And be halfway through a movie that I didn't know the name of half mm-hmm. the time. Like, I mean, if it had apes in it, I realized it was a Planet of the Apes film. But, um, and I would watch, you know, half a movie. Yeah. And so, like, that was <laughs> sometimes they were really cool movies. In fact, one of the movies was um, Journey to the Far Side of the Sun. I watched half of it. And then it played in my local theater. Mm. And I can remember like, oh, I'm going to go see that. Like, you know, and then I realized like, oh, this isn't a new movie. I saw this, you so know, they, like midway they, through. They they took your you you had local theaters that would that would run. Oh, we we had a local I, theater. I, that was just bizarre. I, I understood what I understood what older movies were from sometimes seeing them on, you know, syndicated. What I didn't know mm. was called syndicated then or. You'd have movies like, you know, Lady and the Tramp or Fantasia or something that would get those those re-releases to go and see. That was the only way to really, yeah. You know, see them. But the but the dollar theater, you know, meant meant like, okay, well, let's let's go let's go get it let's go catch it one more time. And then basically, you wouldn't have a chance. I mean, I don't know when when our, my brain sort of figured out that eventually everything goes to television. I don't I don't think I understood that. I mean, I think part of the process was. You know, once this thing is is out of the theaters, maybe I'll never see it again. I mean, this is oh, it. absolutely. You know, yeah. The, and the photo novel or the comic book or the mag, you know, whatever it is. But you better go go see it again. Um, we didn't we didn't have um, like I didn't go to the theater a lot as a kid. Uh, the movie theaters were one town over. My folks uh, didn't really indulge us with movies that much. Uh, my grandma would take me to Disney films. Um, but you know, there was a local theater downtown and occasionally they would play like weird stuff. It was a second run theater. Right. And, um, when I, you know, when I was like 10 or 11, I could go down by myself and go see a movie. And I did that a lot. Um, but like, like I said, like I, I remember, um, once it was probably 83, mm-hmm. I went down because it said in the paper Strange Brew was playing, and I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I'll go see Strange Brew for a third time. Right. And when I got down there, this is how lap like weird that theater was. They were playing Star Trek The Motion Picture. They were playing Star Trek The Motion Picture in 83. You, you know, know, 
Common mistake. Those two films. Oh, yeah, are, they're exactly like. And I remember going mixed up I, more than you think. As a kid, going, I don't think I want to sit through Star Trek the Motion Picture. Like Black uh, from, from well, young. Well, I hadn't quite. Um, what, what? How little he knew back then. What his yeah, years no. Um, and well, I, I, you know, I understand where I was coming from there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's funny. We both have the experience of <laughs> it's like he's like ten, eleven. You walk to the theater. We both had this experience of our our certainly my mom or our parents, or whatever, dropping me and my friend off at the movie theater. Yeah. On on a Saturday to go see Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century on a on a Saturday, you know, um, because there was you know the theater was like connected to the mall or like across the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Were, I'll pick you up. You know, I'll, I'll pick you up. Um, we both, we both, both must have worn watches. I don't, I don't recall of a kid. I know I had a, I used to, I used to wear a vest with a pocket watch as a child. I was very eccentric. No. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't yeah. know. I had like, I think I had the star. I think I had a Star Wars digital watch, the red <laughs> digital, the first Texas Instruments ones that came out. I think I wore that everywhere. They like, oh, weren't they like? Didn't they get I, hot? <laughs> but I just think, how would I have known where? Yeah. To, exit to go to and when to meet her i must have had a watch because there were clocks in malls of course but there it was i was eight or nine and my buddy's like 10 or 11 and we're alone in a theater in the lobby in the theater for two hours and then walking to the mall and hanging out for two more hours until my mom you know picked us up that was not uncommon both of us had these experiences of being that little and yeah. going oh, yeah. to oh yeah absolutely to, yeah to, to see to, to see to see a movie so yeah. we so movies were i mean I, I think it was a little bit different for me than than you like we saw a lot of movies like my dad liked going to the movies my mom sort of my parents were actually very um you know they were seeing fellini films when they when they hit america and they were they were okay you know, they knew who Truffaut was and, um, you know, Jacques Tati. My dad was my dad introduced me to uh, Mr. Hulot's holiday. Um, I must have been about 11 the first time <laughs> I saw that. And I got into all the Jacques Tati films and, uh, uh, you know, then, then old films that he'd take me to Bogart uh, revival things or like they'd run, you know, this this week it's Forbidden Planet. Next week it's Day the Earth wow. Still stuff. So he I got. One of the things I remember him best for is the education, you know, in it. I mean, if, if it weren't for for him knowing that that Python was on, you know, uh, Channel 2 public television, I don't know when I would have discovered it. But I, I was watching it when I was six with my older brothers, you know, on channel, you know, in 77 or you know, maybe 78, whatever it was. And so so he likes he took he took me to the movies quite a bit. And, you know. Multiple Star Wars, multiple times. You know anything sci-fi at least once. Um, uh, you know most of the the the, the sci-fi stuff. Uh, uh, you know I get at least went to you know one one time. But it was. But again, this was this notion of if it's gone, it's gone. You may see it on, te- on television at some point, like the Bond films. My education on Bond was mainly the ABC Sunday Night Movie. I I completely associated the Bond films with that that venue that's where i saw most of them the the first time i didn't couldn't place when they came out i got confused at first about you know george lazenby like who's this guy why why isn't connery there or whatever um but when did you when did you first discover or understand or get exposed to or come upon uh 
VHS? Like, do you remember when you sort of discovered what it was? Yeah. Um, my dad had a buddy who's probably my dad's best friend. And he had uh, probably like, so this is probably like 1980. I was a little late to the game, but like 1980 or 81, um, uh, he had the first VCR I'd ever seen. And um, he had two movies. So it's probably 81. He had two movies. He had Airplane and The Warriors. And every time, you know, and I I have this huge nostalgia for both films. Sure. uh, Because and, and every time, you know, it's that you can be taken right back to the, you know, Oh, yeah. The, the plush couch and the, you know, the cigarette smoke wafting in from the kitchen. And, hey, you know, hey, hey, you want a beer? Go and grab yeah, a beer. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm 10. Nobody was giving me beers. And <laughs> and watching both those films. And I watched both those films. Oh, frick. I, we were there a lot. And, um, yeah, I probably watched both those films like uh, 10 times. So that was what? What did you say? 80? You said 81, right? I'd say. 80, 81. Like, I, okay. whenever whenever those came out on... Because Airplane came out in 80, but it was definitely after that. Obviously. And you did not... Your family did not have a VCR at that point. Oh, no. We didn't get a VCR until 85. I, I, was, I was trying to figure out the same thing. And I think it might have been around the same time yeah. that we first got a VCR. But I I don't... It It seems weird to think that once I knew it, what VHS was and the options or what a video store was that we wouldn't have gotten it earlier. But I, I don't know if we got it earlier. But the first my first exposure to a, a, a video, a, a video cassette uh, player uh, was, of course, my cousin David. Oh, yeah, because he had one um, and it was, you know, it, you know, these things were expensive at the time. Yeah. Um, and 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 he. I don't remember if he got his mom, my, you know, my aunt to rent these things or how he got them. But there were certain movies that we would rent over and over and over again. Like I would be over at his house. His house was not within walking distance. So it was whenever they had to babysit me or something. And my mom had weird hours at a certain point. And, um, but we would we would rent movies kind of over and over again and one of them i'm thinking i think the other there were two one of them i think might have been blade runner um and Mm. or um uh uh american werewolf i forget but i know for sure oh yeah on the the one that sticks out the most that we watched over and over and over again was the thing john carpenter's oh wow yeah is such a great memory to go okay that is because that to me is like defines, I think, most of us that are in the same age boat kind of and experience the same things is I wouldn't have been able to go to that film because um, I mean, yeah. it would have taken me. But VHS, you can now sit in the and it was there was something kind of illicit about it, like it was like or boobies, you know, when there were boobies. Oh, yeah. Film. No, that, that that's like, exactly where ooh. I was going to go with that. Yeah. Like yeah. is this is. You know, this is kind of adult all of a sudden. Oh yeah, you you all of a sudden you were eighteen. Because and, you know, other than other than the howling, sneaking, yeah. into, sneaking into the howling that 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 story that I've told it to sneak yeah. into that, that would have been the first full length R rated movie I would have seen would have been on VHS. There would yeah. have been no way for me to 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 see it. 
And so, I, I think I think the Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places. I remember I got into Trading Places at the downtown theater, and it was like, oh, I shouldn't be here, you know. <laughs> when, I'm scared. When she, I wasn't scared. I just it was. I that was a revelation of like, oh yeah, they didn't check my age, you know, when yeah, she got it, naked in it, you know. It was the lady in the howling at the um, at the campfire when she disrobes. It was like, I mean, I got like, you know. I remember like it was yesterday, but it was like, <gasps> and then I thought the cops were going to come in and, pull us <laughs> yeah. you know, we were going to go to the, the drunk tank Let's for the next. your mother on the line. <laughs> your life is ruined. <laughs> um, so, so he would rent a lot of stuff. So a lot of stuff like, like, uh, I mean, I'm jumping around time-wise, but like life force, I wouldn't have seen, <laughs> I wouldn't never have seen, heard of it. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen life force in the theater, but you better believe we rented it quite a bit. Once it hit, it hit. Why? <laughs> but um, do you remember like your first, um, the, the first like video store that you rented yep. from? Yeah, actually, I'm glad you asked that because I was going to. Uh, uh, the first video store in my town uh, was a stereo shop. They put up a second floor. It was called, mm. Whitby. it's still in business, actually, Whitby Audio. Uh, they had a loft and it was called mm. Whitby Video. Mm. And. Even when I didn't have a VCR, I would go there and look at all the boxes. Yeah. Um, so for my 12th birthday, instead of a present, I asked that we could rent a VCR and movies. Oh, wow. And my parents said, okay. So the first two films I ever rented uh, were Stripes and Laser. Oh, Stripes, Laser Blast. I rented three things. And Hardware Wars. Oh, wow. And um, I think my dad rented some movies, too. uh, But I can't remember what he rented. Uh, But, um, yeah, that was like I. I, And, you know, you had the VCR and the tapes for the weekend back then. So uh, I probably watched uh, Stripes three times. And I watched. I loved hardware wars and it had other films on it like poor clips now and uh, laser blast was my first experience with a film that i realized like now that was like you know drive-in ripoff mm-hmm. um you know it was a charles band film and um it's funny you when you're when your taste buds you start to notice when something is like subpar yeah there's a certain moment in life as a kid where you go yeah. I don't know if this is the kind of money they're putting into this movie that. <laughs> yeah, I started to realize that like all the photos in Starlog I had seen of it are like the only interesting scenes in the film. Yeah. You know, um, like they, you know, they had some Dave Allen animation in there. Yeah. And that looked really cool, but then that's they like completely blew their wad on that and. Yeah. The rest of the film is an idiot driving around in a van, shooting people with a laser gun, and it has yeah, no plot. It's awesome. You know? Yeah, and uh, I still I, don't have any affection for it. Like, they released it on DVD with an action figure and stuff, and yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to own Laser Blast. Yeah, it's still, <laughs> just, still just the little turtle aliens. That yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so movie. so uh, what, what was your first experience in the video store? Well, I, I was trying to think of it, um, and I think I think I've narrowed it down. It was um, I grew up, you know, East St. Paul, um, 
area and there was a place and i was you know home you know something video something and and i remember this is what's weird about this thinking about this i remember the guys behind the counter and they would see me coming when i was 14 15 16 whatever because i was like once once you know oh it's a two-day rental and i can you know whatever like once i discovered you know you know, or, or, you know, it's seen enough, you know, Woody Allen films. I'm like, okay, I got to get to this. What, you know, Bogart, where can I, you know, and they started to appreciate the stuff that I would come in and rent. They were kind of shocked that at my age, I was curious about the movies that I would, that I would come up and, and ask about. But the other thing that I would do is they'd have those great video promotional posters for, things. oh yeah, you know, and I, still I have a stack of those somewhere. I started doing the whole, like, um, what happens with that when it comes down? So yeah. You guys like throw it out. Like, no, why do, do, do you want it? Like, really? Could I, could I have it? And then they put my name on the back of it. And I would do this at record stores too. Like mm-hmm. I had a big poster of Peter Gabriel. So like the cover, it was huge. Oh, cool. Some record, I was like, is that, did you guys just throw those out? And they're like, yeah, usually. Why do you want it? Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, well, it's still going to be up for like another month or so. I'm like, that's cool if I leave you my number. And I, that's what I would, you know, plaster my, my room with, with these movie posters and, or, or video type. Like, I think the poster from Brazil, for, for the movie Brazil that yeah. I had on the wall, like in high school, was from the, the videos. Well, to be honest with you, there was, a, like our town just became, there was a video store every block. Mm-hmm. It was a golden age. And there was one store that was really shit. It was too small. There was no parking. Mm-hmm. And they would sell the posters for like oh. a buck. And I, I remember going in there, and I still have these. Uh, for three bucks, I got the uh, Planet of the Apes five tapes that make you go ape poster. I, in fact, that's mm-hmm. that's hanging up in the next room. I got Godzilla's um, 25th birthday, where he's blowing out a cake. Oh, I remember that poster. And yeah. I got Doctor Who and the Daleks, the oh, Peter wow. Cushing poster. Wow. And so, yeah, I, I and and funny story. This is flash forward a bit, but um, I moved into a townhouse with some friends uh, in the early 90s. And um, we had nothing we like. We literally had no furniture. No. You know, we at one point we were sitting in like uh, the, the lawn chairs in the living room um, and I like the week we moved in, I went to a video store and they were like free posters. Just take them. Mm. So I took like an armload of them and just put video posters all over the house. So mm-hmm. I remember we had the the Dennis Leary, Kevin Spacey. What was that movie called? The Ref. The Ref. Yeah. We had the Ref on the wall. And like and it was funny because my my roommate was like, I don't, I've never seen any of these. And I was like, No, yeah. me either. You know, just, just ignore it. Never mind. That's, that's yeah. not the point. Just, yeah. Just... The, the point is to have wall covering, sir. And I, I did end up getting a really awesome Juliana Hatfield poster, too, there. Yeah. It was, it was for like, years. I had I had they gave me one that was like they had they had reissued the Godfather and Godfather Part Two on VHS. Oh, yeah. With these posters, like a portrait of Brando holding the cat. And then a, another one, there were these long, thin ones, and then a, and this long, thin one of Pacino, like like painted by the same you know artist. And they yeah. 
gave them both to me. But like they would put stuff aside and go, we're probably not going to have room for these in the wall. Do you want them? Like, fuck yeah. And they give me this stuff. And, you know, then once you got to know them, once they kind of saw me, you know, coming or like, like we, we would start to compare notes on, you know, what did you think of that? Like, I thought it was okay. It could have been, you know, or they'd, I mean, I remember when people started to understand that a new film was going to come out on a certain day. Yeah. And there'd, there'd be a wait list to get yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. they had. And they would always just slide me a copy. Like, yeah, people waiting for this for two days, but here, I'm take it, you know, take it on here. And this, now this is, again, this is like pre, you know, Batman, you know, sell through tape and, you know, the, you know, Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tapes got like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Tapes were, were pricey. I mean, I yeah. remember the first time, I think my cousin, again, either bought or rented Star Wars. Uh, it was that CBS or one of the Fox, CBS Fox video box. And those yeah. Big boxes. And it was like the notion of like this thing, which already seemed not a distant memory, but it was already a significant number of because the last time I'd seen it would have been the 79 uh, re-release uh, or 78 or 79 re-release for, for Star Wars in the theater. Um, whenever that hit, which I think was 82 or 83, maybe that 82. Thing. Cause I think I was in the sixth grade. 82. I and remember it. I remember it really well because it was big news. Oh, it was huge news. And he, yeah. I think it was at that point in time, it might've been the briefest time between theatrical to, to video or something, but he had a copy. I don't know if you, I don't remember if it was rented or he bought it, but to sit down and watch that, you know, uh, in, in, in a, it was just, it just blew my mind. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here watching this right yeah. now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. And then there was all the, you know, catching up with the things I needed to see or wanted to see. Or those weird, you know, you and I have talked about this before, too, of like that weird recognition of a video box that you walked past dozens of times. And then, you 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 know, suddenly you're you're 35, you know, and you're flipping around the TV one night. And you're like, oh, there's the that's that video box. That's that yeah, movie. I never wanted to rent that, but I'm going to watch it now. And yeah. That's that Dak Rambo film I didn't rent or whatever. And yeah. and, and, there's and then so you're buying it on Blu-ray and you're like, what is, what is, what is where is my life going? <laughs> and you're going to um, about it. Um, but, but, it, but then it was like by 80, I want to say 90 or 91, I was working at a video store. Um, I was, I, it was, it was called home video and this little place that I would go to with these. And again, I think about these guys behind the counter smoking cigarettes behind the counter at this this first video store you know the tape sometimes smelled of cigarette smoke and they were they were movie buffs they were you know pre-internet movie buffs they all were kind of beardy and smoking and like jason did you like that uh, thing we recommend why don't you try this and they'd like try to turn me on to stuff and you know sell me ketamine no i'm kidding they didn't do that but they um they were they were they were strange characters they were kind of like like movie nerds, but pre-internet, you know, movie nerds. And um, by the time I, I got to this other video store that I found a little further away, it was called Home Video. It was like amazing title. It they was like stay walking, up all night. It was like walking into, you know, Children's Palace, having gone, having just been at the, you know, the toy aisle at Target or something. Yeah. The difference in the size of these, and it was just like. And that's where my like super duper movie education started to, to isn't come. That, isn't that amazing? Like that for me, um, there was a couple of different shops. There was one um, like a, a bike ride away 
mm-hmm. that had all kinds of weird stuff. They, they had the Buck Rogers episodes on VHS, I think, like five or six. And they had Battlestar Galactica episodes on VHS, and I watched oh. them renting those. Yeah. Um, but there was one right by my high school, um, and that was the second time I rented a VCR, I think it was in the eighth grade, and I rented... Uh, Destination Moonbase Alpha, which was the Space 1999, you know, movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget the other film I rented, but it was sh- just pure schlock. And, oh, oh, Metal Storm, The Destruction of Jared Sin. Another, another Charles Band film and another, like, hard lesson in don't rent something because of the box, you know, uh- and that in the theater because the commercial yeah the, they, they played that they played that on the like a movie preview channel that i've discussed here before and I, it looks so good at the end of the trailer the villain like turns to the camera raises his arm and this spray components come out and it sprays and i'm going what the f- i've never seen a villain spray yeah. what is this and it was in 3d i'm pretty sure yeah. it was in 3D. And I went and saw it in the theater and it was like, rip off. Oh, yeah. Renting it was like, oh, I did it again. (laughs) Um, And um, well, don't you think I was thinking just to interject, as you said, movie poster a couple of times. We've talked about movie poster art. It made me think of um, it made me in prepping for this kind of thinking about video stores and and that art where you go. Okay, that looks interesting. And then you realize it's nothing like I mean, I'm not talking total total schlock what you know by the time you get to the the late 80s early 90s it's just like absolute garbage but yeah like but we're mocking, like the, the asylum crap and yeah 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 i'm talking like prior to that where you it what it kind of reminds me of is you remember the, the stories about um you know like 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 hammer studios they would sometimes sell a movie on a poster yeah that was, they, that was more of an aip thing but yeah AIP, totally yeah did it too but hammer did it too where they would say like well this is what we're thinking for the the you know the seven you know brides of sinbad or something you know and they'd make the freaking poster and it was almost like that's what it starts to remind me of is like this is it is the movie going to be that i don't know but it's going to come out on video cassette at some point and that's where we're going to make our our money because wouldn't you agree that like the we'll get back to the education and like you know you know affinity for stuff but wouldn't you wouldn't you say that the the real like the straight to the 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 when they discovered there was like a direct to video audience that band, uh, Charles Band stuff and oh know, like Full Moon and that sort of thing Full yeah Moon. would you say that was like late 80s where that started to kick off kind of like really I think I think blast. actually it, the home the direct to video market I think really had its heyday in the 90s because you could buy the stuff too yeah but um, I mean did it sort of like when did they sort of understand that like Look, this shit doesn't really need to hit theaters. It's just gonna, we'll just get it right onto video cassette. Was that probably, probably it started? You're right. It, you know, now that I think of it, it was probably the late 1980s where you started getting that made-to-video thing, where things would, you know, like sometimes I watch stuff and I look it up, you know, and you go, oh, this actually made it to theaters, you know, right. uh, it made it to theaters for like two weeks. Right. And then, you know, it ended up on video and that's where it's popular, you know, stuff like Chopping Mall and, um, you know, a lot a lot of this stuff where I, I was like, oh, I always thought because where I lived, you didn't get uh, we didn't have many like, you know, that 26 theater mall mm-hmm. thing. So. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of stuff just got passed over. In fact, I remember having to take uh, two trains to see the Elvira movie because I, I needed to see that at the theater. Is that 88? You know. Yeah, I think so. But it was like – and RoboCop. Even RoboCop, I had to uh, go right downtown Toronto to see it. Um, I mean, there would it would be like this. It would be – and I could be wrong about this. Someone's probably going to correct me. But uh, my mall of choice was the Maplewood Mall. Maplewood Mall had a theater that had six screens. Mm. I think in, in 80 or 81, they added a Maplewood 2 theater that had six more screens. And at that time, I believe in the country, that was the largest number of theaters in one spot. Mm. Like like a, a multiplex kind of thing. And each one had one big main theater and then these smaller ones. They weren't yeah. like 30 seaters, but they were, they were decent size. And then we had like, the Harmar uh, area that had the Harmar Theater, which was huge, uh, the the main theater, and then it, that had two small theaters, which eventually they 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 made like six more smaller screens. And I remember watching Octopussy on like one of the smaller screens or something. So, but at that time it was like, you know, th- that was that you had the main feature and you had the the two secondaries. To find a theater that would even play like, you know, I don't know how I found Metal Storm. It must have been. Like <laughs> I think that got a pretty good release. Did it? Yeah, I think it did. Um, I, I, I I don't know the, why I think that, but um, I think the commercials ran on Saturday mornings too. Well, for me, we and I mentioned this in the last one we did. There was a paid channel preview channel on my like cable, mm. and I would watch all the trailers like all the time. Yeah. Um, because we just didn't have very many channels. Right. And um, so, so Metal Storm was one like uh, Fear No Evil and all that stuff. You just sit there and watch the trailer and over and over again. Um, and then you had these you had this this sort of phenomenon of these things that I would read about. And you know, when you get a copy of Cinefantastique, for example, and let's mm-hmm. say it's got it's got, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of this as a great uh, Tim Burton issue. So the Batman issue from 89 that wasn't just about the movie it was about burton's career up to that point it was really right. but then as you got you, whenever you got further back in the in the in the magazine the the articles got smaller and the titles got more obscure and you'd think i'm never going to you know el topo or something like or you know like no, yeah. it wasn't el topo it was it was santa sangre the the Yodorowsky film yeah. i found about it through cine fantastique but i didn't see it until like a year after it came out when I found it on VHS, like it would have played one art house theater in, in, you know, my town sort of. So that, then it became that where it was like the, the more art house stuff or the weirder stuff or the, you know, do you remember that? Do you remember the two? I remember this, like these two films happening fairly close together, which was body double, which I think was 84 or 85, maybe the De Palma mm. Yeah, I remember. I remember it. Yeah, and I think there was one called Crimes of Passion. Oh and it yeah, was, it was Kathleen Turner and Anthony Hopkins. No, Anthony, right. Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins. Yeah, she was. I remember that one because it's it's particularly strange. Yes. Um, 
these are these might not get an R rating. Like, how are we gonna? And so you started you start to hear about these things that were like forbidden fruit. Oh, dirty movies, yeah. Um, so that got it's and you, but you'd be like, it's not dirty. It's like it's, you know there might be some nudity. Well, that's that's why uh, the eighties were kind of a golden age for a you know a sixteen year old boy like looking at boobies because you could rent comedies. Right. Uh, but I remember the one, and I was gonna bring this up, uh, the Century Home Video, which was downtown whitby um they had a copy of butterfly with uh piazzora and stacy keach and i wanted to rent that so bad but the lady behind the counter knew my number and she would always like uh-uh i tried a couple times you know uh-uh you're not getting that <laughs> and what's really funny is i you know i got rejected and it's like all right i'm gonna rent this movie, which I had seen on television, a little film called The Vampire Lovers. Oh, and yeah. she's like, hey, okay, you know, that's fine. It's an old movie. And it's like, I didn't know The Vampire Lovers actually had a ton of nudity in it because I'd right. seen it on television. Right. How could so you I know? get it home and it's like, oh, this is much better. And, um, oh, you know, yeah. like a couple of days later, you know, she wasn't working and I watched Butterfly, which is horrible. Just, say, just a terrible film. <laughs> were you disappointed? Because it's fucking horrible. It's it terrible. is. I remember going like, oh, this is not what I was, you know. I, uh, rem I remember, so those two that I I, I think both I would have seen on, on, on VHS. I don't even know if I saw the Kathleen Turner one. It just, it reminds me of that era, that, that mid to late 80s era where suddenly there were things that were starting to hit VHS that, I think that was part of the marketing as well, is that the, the manufacturers, the makers went, not everyone can get to this. But, you know, there's it's one thing to go seek out Betty Blue, you know, at the art house cinema and try to get in as a 17 year old. Yeah. It's another thing to be able to just rent it and take it home and, you know, do the art. You know, it's very tasteful and art, you know, <laughs> but, you know, Betty Blue was like a, a coming of age, you know, film because that was so like so naked. <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, um, I remember it's, I remember one of the things you had to do at the video store. I worked there for like a year, year and a half. And I somebody snuck me like a lifetime membership, which meant each rental was a dollar. So I would sometimes rent two and three movies a night. Oh, yeah. Like get them back and just plow through this stuff. But every like, you know, every few days that you'd work there, you had to get out the the dreaded list to call places, call homes that have not returned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. every, like, every third one was like, you know, oh, hi, is this Mrs. J I'm looking for Kenneth Johnson. He's at school right now. What can I, oh, is, is this uh, Kenneth? It's his mother. What, what, do you, what do you want? Um, well, um, we, there's a video cassette that needs to come, come back. And gets, no, no, that's impossible. We, we always return all our, you know, and of course it was something like, you know, Betty Blue or, or, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, I got to stop you right there. I was that guy once. It was the boys. Yeah. Well, whatever you're making the call and you got to tell the parent, like, uh, this is the title. Like you're, you know, you're going through this list or you're, or you get someone that's just embarrassed that that's oh, the title. Dude. You don't want to get the wife that's so, like renting some, some films. Oh, yeah. So here's my tale. Um, Local video store right across the street from my high school. Um, I, I found a rare, you know, like video stores sometimes, like every video store in my town have 
freaking watership down in the children's section. Oh, you know, yeah. it, it got to the point where it was just like, does anyone know what this is? It is not a kid's film. We should be forced on children to say, yeah, this, is what, yeah. this is what life is like, kids. Get yeah. ready. Rabbit's dying. Um, <laughs> so this local video store had a copy of a movie called 2069, A Sex Odyssey. Great. Uh, a classic Great. in the sci-fi section. Yeah, uh, because it's not it's a nudie. It's not a porno. What, what are you uh, going to put it in documentaries? Yeah, I mean, well, but it what this woman would watch us like a hawk. She wouldn't let us rent anything dirty. Um, but there it was in the sci fi section. So I rented it and um, I can't remember the circumstance, but it was hard to watch it in my home. You know, uh, you know, you had to kind of like pick your battles. Um oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, I think I kept it a day late, like hoping to, um, you know, uh, watch it uh, unencumbered of family members. And uh, that dreaded call came in. My mom got it and she heard the title. And went, what kind of film is that? And then my dad's like, oh, is this a dirty movie? And he's like, well, pop it in. And. Oh. So we watched like ten minutes of it together, and I was, um, oh, shit. I was, you know, uh, you could have bought me for a nickel, and, oof, you know, I think the old man was mostly amused, but like I was ready to just jump off a roof, right? Oh, like I, this is not the afternoon I wanted to have. Yeah, my mom, my mom's mad at me, and then he goes, "All right, hop in my car, we'll return it." And you know, he he, my dad had this gigantic red Cadillac like the world's biggest car and he pulled up right in front of the video store and like oh god like it was just it, it's a humiliation that i still like get the oh god you know that that's bad but i'll yeah. tell you i can top it oh god only in the sense that it's not video <laughs> sets but you know there was it i'm sure a lot of people in the country know what i'm gonna know what i'm talking about there was a a cable system uh, you know, like, a, you know, if you didn't have HBO, whatever, you, you get this thing called Spectrum. Oh, yeah. In America. And if you turned the dial, you put the, and we had a digital one where you punched in the numbers like a telephone. Oh, so yeah. I could channel four and then doot, doot. And when my mom would go to bed, you could go to channel 23 after 11 o'clock at night. They would run like two or one or two, you know, what now are very mild, you know, pornos. Softcore. Uh, and, but it yeah. wasn't wasn't you couldn't see the picture was always kind of scrambled but if it every now and then it <laughs> kind of out into an emosis lack oh i think it's hang on a minute and then like or or it would or it would be sort of like a negative image like a photo negative and you're like i think those oh, are oh god i remember i think oh. i watched i think i watched an entire uh amityville 2 like that once oh you're 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 yeah you're uh, you're in it i'm i was every friday or saturday night if i was down there if i was downstairs alone and i got to that you know that was my that was my special time well my brother gino comes in one night and and you know i didn't hear the door he's like what are you watching like jesus god what do you what do you mean and i'd flip it you know and he's like well what was that yeah I'm trying to like get in good with him because he's the rebel and he smells of cigarettes and booze at this yeah. point. Like, what do you, I'm like, well, you know, um, actually, um, you can go to the, and so he's like, really? And then we, I show him, he goes, Oh, that's pretty wild. Like, like 
like Friday, Saturday, no kidding. And we, you know, we watched one, you, you know, you're trying to make it out and then, you know, maybe a week or two later or something. And there was one time not long after where I was just, it was like, he was, he was screwing up with something. I don't know what it was, but my, my dad, my parents were separated, but my dad was trying to put his foot down and be like, yeah, and he's getting lectured. He's, I mean, he's gotta be like 18 or something, maybe, maybe he's not out of the house. And and my mother saying, you don't do this, you don't do that, whatever. And I didn't know, I'm in the corner, like, looking at this <laughs> vlog, minding my own business. And out of nowhere, Gino goes, oh, yeah? Well, what about your other son? And he points to me, and I, like, look at him like, oh, my God. And he goes, what, what do you mean? He's like, he's watching pornos on Fridays and Saturday nights on this television. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, you, you, as, you as- as the bus wheels hit you i mean they i started shaking like the color dream i'm like there's no way i'm gonna lie out of this because he's gonna get up and hit the television yeah he's gonna the scrambled signal and the jig is up there would have been no way he would have known about that and of course i went i didn't know what it was i just sometimes i get sleepy and i hit the wrong channel or something but i got busted that was it (sighs) spectrum was over in front of both parents and he he threw me under the bus so fast, and to this did day, you ever, did you ever speak to him again? Yeah, it took it took a long time, but to this day, I mentioned. He said, "I don't know what you're talking about." I said, "The other day, I talked to him. I said, do you realize that that when I was a kid, we were in Kmart one time, and you you went over to the <laughs> the vinyl album of the Who, the Kids Are All Right, that coincided with the movie that came out in '78, the documentary. He all of a sudden he comes over and says, "Hey, come here, come here, come here. Open your jacket." I'm like, what? And he like unzips my my windbreaker. He had taken, he had opened the vinyl and taken out the booklet that came with the vinyl album and rolled it up like a newspaper and shoved it in my jacket. He's like, they're never gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna mess with you. And he'd zip my jacket up. I'm like seven. And he's he's putting contraband in my in my jacket to get out of the store because he wanted the booklet. He would do stuff like that. He'd use me as a mule to put 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 stuff in to get out of the store. So yeah, and I, I mentioned those. He does. I don't know. I never did that stuff. I don't know. What I would never do that. I would tell mom and dad what you were. Do. I would never do that. I'm like, well, <laughs> selective memory. Yeah. As, said, as, as John Nathan Turner said, the memory cheats. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Messed me up for life. But yeah, that that was kind of like your. <laughs> what what is this movie? You should have said like, I thought it was Kubrick. I yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a space movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they, they they weren't that dumb. Um, but yeah, it became, did you, didn't you feel like it was a certain point where it became, here's the stuff I need to see in the theater when it hits or need to find, but now you have this new Avenue by the early nineties or whatever it was, where I think the window became, the window initially was like by 89, I think the window was, uh, you know, the movie, the movie came out like May, you know, June of 89, it would hit, it would hit video cassette like the following spring, I think. That yeah, uh, it really kicked into high gear for me because I actually bought my own. Um, I got my parents bought a new TV and I got the old TV. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was still working up until a couple years ago. I, I, you know, we finally got rid of it. Um, you had the your old own TV. Own I had TV. my own color television, uh, Philips, and I bought my own uh, video player. I couldn't Ooh. afford a full VCR at the time. But I bought a VCP, um, which cost me a bundle in high school. Um, 
but I could rent, watch movies. Yeah, I had a I had a separate room in the house, a, a, the sunroom, where I could uh, I had an old easy chair and, and a VCR and and uh, a color television. So that was probably oh, it was like a little bachelor pad kind. A little of. bachelor pad. It was about eighty seven. And um, yeah, we only had the one the one VCR. We never had a we never had a second one. But I. Uh, it got. I, I had. I spent a lot of time, you know, alone. Like I, I had the house to myself, kind of. So it was. I mean, it got to a point. Well, by the you know the early nineties, I was I was out and doing my own thing and everything. But but when when this addiction about movies sort of came along, it was like I I always had this sense, and I think you have the same sense because because I know we both didn't we both didn't you have that Leonard Malton book too or my oh yeah I memorized it totally yeah, yeah and so I would go through the book and highlight the movies I'd seen and then keep a list of all the ones I needed to write down that I eventually had to find or, or, or see. Yeah. And it, and it became this like, Oh my God, this, there's just not enough time. Like I need to catch up on so much stuff, so much, you know, horror, so much 60 stuff, so much, you know, so many, you know, weird action films or Italian Westerns or whatever. Um, and suddenly you had this Avenue where, most most of the stuff was accessible, you know, like I'd say 60 percent of the book was was already kind of hitting VHS. But what I was going to say was that it's not that I think by by the early 90s, the window from theatrical to video cassette shrunk down to like six months or nine months, maybe. Yeah, it, it, it got it got pretty it depended on the film, too. But, yeah, you know, it became a, a really interesting market of new releases and. um uh, yeah, it it was amazing. Like you would honestly, um, it became that thing where you're like, you'd see a trailer for a movie and go, oh, "That's a renter." Yes, totally, totally. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I don't need this. Yeah, I'll probably catch that when it's, you know, it was safe to to see. But you know, the event things are the bigger things you kind of had to see, you know. And then when did you? And this to me, it is it is of the same kind of topic is you know video stores and like the, the 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 difference in art you know box art that changed from movie post <laughs> what the video cassette was and you know like i remember the rocketeer particularly i love the rocketeer one sheet the art deco one sheet but that's great as an advance the 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 regular poster was was basically the same poster they never really they could have made some very sexy kind of action you know, uh, action seat or like old school, you know, uh, you know, Raider style poster or something, uh, but they didn't. And I think it hurt it in a way. But when it came on video cassette, you had the lead actor there with his helmet off, Billy, Billy Campbell. And you had, you know, Je- uh, Jennifer Connelly and, and Dalton was on the box. And it and it, you started to notice that the, the, the VHS box art was completely different than the movie poster art of what you saw when it when it came out to market it differently to you know, to VHS. So when did you start buying commercial VHS? And did you buy your first ones at a video store? I did. The first video I think I ever bought was, um, I started asking, you know, can I buy this? And the Mm. first one I remember buying was Destination Moonbase Alpha because I was a huge Space 1999 fan. And this was the only bit of merchandise I could really find in my town. It's weird how you weird how you grew out of that yes yes uh and it, it's weird how it's like literally still in this room um I, like i still have um i still have it um and i think that was the first one 
And then I, you know, I would go around trying to find used tapes for sale. And I started buying a lot of those. And oh, about um, the used tape market. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the biggest score I ever had, I remember this, is um, 1990, I think. Mm-hmm. I visited my grandmother in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I found a place that uh, rented cars for $8 a day. Mm. And these were not good cars. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I, I, at that time, $8? Blockbuster, yeah, eight dollars. It was a, it was a real fun car. <laughs> um, and when I returned it, they wouldn't drive me home. I remember that. It's like, oh no, you, there's no home. And I had to walk. And I it was like, I think it was like five miles. <laughs> um, I walked five miles. Wait, home. What did you need the? What did you need the car for? Uh, because I didn't have a car in Florida, right? Oh, my, awesome. gra- my grandmother didn't. My grandmother couldn't drive. Right, right, right. That's right. And um, $8. so eight dollars a day. I remember <laughs> that. I was like, I, "That's for me," you know. And it's like, "Oh, it's it's a horrible piece of crap um, have, with like dents in it and broken." Oh, the Lamborghini just left, kid. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a Hugo. Here's a crummy K car, buddy. <laughs> um, so. Blockbuster was advertising that they were blowing out old tapes that like it was on the radio. So I went home and I got the the yellow pages and I I found every Blockbuster in the Clearwater Tampa area. And I went and I got so much obscure cinema. I got a copy of Big Mediator, which is a Canadian film. Uh, I remember getting, um, uh, oh, my one of my favorites, Wild in the Streets. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what you call it? Your priors in there. Yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, I got I got a Russ Meyer movie. Um, like it was it was crazy the stuff yeah. I got. And, and the, remind me the blockbuster ones did they did they throw out the the cardboard box and just put it in a generic? No, tape? no, no. They they honestly still kept the these all had the original sleeves. I I think I still have the VHS of Wild in the Streets. Okay. Um, and and uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing. Like, I went home with like a um. Uh, I I went home with um, like a, a heavy suitcase. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and I'm not a huge fan of Blockbuster because Blockbuster put all the the you, the mom and pops out of business and drove that the mom and pops were where all the flavor was you know yeah um, oh, absolutely we i never i never went to blockbuster i mean yeah. until i think there was one out here one or two that i went to a couple times when i couldn't find certain things when i moved to to la but you know you know eddie brandt was only open you know had weird hours and you'd have to go like odyssey video had the more obscure stuff and they had laser discs and stuff like that but um I was trying to think of this, what what the first VHS tape I I bought was. And I don't remember if it was, but I know it would have been something like the the 89 Batman, you know, sell through yeah. thing or something. It would have been something like that. I can't remember where I got it, but I think it might have been ordered through the video store because they would order it for you. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, not long after, uh, you know, Suncoast. Suncoast right. stores popped popped up, and suddenly they were everywhere. And a lot of the VHS that I bought over those years, um, 
was that was at Suncoast. They would, you know, the, the different studios would do those sell-through prices on things. I remember ordering eight and a half, Fellini's eight and a half for my dad for a present once. And this had to be like 92 or something like that. Yeah. And I think it was $80 for a copy of of eight and a half. I like, I don't know where I got the money. Um, but but that's how expensive, you know, certain titles were because they just weren't in demand and they didn't have them you know, sell through. I mean, think, let's just pause the record for a second. Think about this. Like we, we are living in an age where like <laughs> anything you could tell me about a movie to, to, tonight and I could track it down and probably watch it in a couple of hours. I'd find it somewhere or streaming to rent or, or something like that. You know, I mean, this was a time where if you were into a certain director or studio or whatever, it didn't mean that the the video store was going to have all the movies by that. that oh, person. no, not at all. Yeah, that, that, was, um, that was a rarity. Yeah. You had, to, you had to go to different, you know, mom and pop and at more obscure places to, to find stuff. And then you started to know, like, the blockbuster types that would be like, well, we're probably going to find Casablanca. We might find yeah. Maltese, but we're not going to find, you know, in a lonely place in the Bogart film or something. And you had to really, really do. But isn't that weird? Because it, it goes along with everything else that we were into, where we we would obsess over this stuff and hunt for stuff. Yeah. And need to seek this stuff out and, you know, watch it any way we could. Um, to me, that's just like, you know, when we would try to buy record albums or weird toys. and Yeah, it was. I remember, like, you'd be driving through and a new video store would open. The first thing I'd do is look in their sci-fi and then I'd look in their horror Mm-hmm. Um, and just try to find something, you know, unique and special in there. And I remember, like, you know, there were some video stores, like, because anyone had new releases. That wasn't exciting to me. Um, right. But you'd walk into the video store, and you'd look at their, their back issues, I guess, and you'd go, yeah, I never need to come back here. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. um, they would, their info or their, their, it would it would stop at a certain point. You go, yeah, they don't have. They're not going to have what I'm looking for. They're not going to yeah. have that that particular thing. And you had to go go hunt for it. But yeah. but I mean, and, it was and I, like I said, it was always the indies. I, I never liked blockbuster. I never liked um, yeah. I I never liked uh, what you might call it. Um, uh, there was a chain here called Jumbo Video that was just like the worst. I mean, it was. <laughs> There's just these, you know, huge stores that had all new releases, but the and free popcorn, but like all the stuff in the back was just like they just give me some movies, you know, and it, it, it's just terrible schlock. And, and you know, I, like I saw some cool stuff in Jumbo, but a lot of it was just trash. There are also, do you remember that? Do you remember those big CBS Fox video boxes? Because I mentioned, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, and I love be- the huge boxes. They seem to be just about the only studio that made them that size. Everybody else. Well, yeah, that's the, the, like the Wild West. Some guys did clamshells and, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then that was right around the time that Disney, I mean, maybe I'm getting my timeline screwed up, but there was, a, there was a point where all of a sudden Disney went, hey, we got to put out this movie on, you know, on video cassette for a limited time. You know, get it now for the limited time. And then once it's gone, it's gone, you know, and. And they did. They had that clamshell thing, and people were just killing each other to get the. the oh newest. yeah, that was like late '80s. Like that's around the yeah. time, like when ET came out on VHS. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
And so I had like I had all the I had, you know Blade Runner and all the Star Wars and all the Indiana Jones and a bunch of Bond films and Bogart films and the Monty Python films and um, you know stuff like that. And then the rest was just this this education. It was like it was an incredible thing because it was it, it you felt like so much of watching you know like the Cisco and Eberts of the world or reading these magazines. I mean like I've talked about it before where. I wouldn't have known if there was ever a, any kind of sci-fi convention in the Twin Cities ever, because I was basing it off the <laughs> off the back section of Starlog for upcoming conventions. I would look at it every month, and there was never anything happening in the Twin Cities <laughs> until the Star Wars. I mean, sorry, the Doctor Who fan club of America, and 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 the the eighty four eighty five you know, era of, of suddenly exploding in America, you know, in the, in the, in the mid to late eighties with, with Dr. Who started doing that. And that would have been the, like one of the first conventions I went to that was, you know, that was in the twin cities. Probably the first one was a Dr. Who one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of this stuff, like the information itself felt millions of miles away from where I lived and what my life was that I would ever get to see certain th- movies and things that we read about. I'm like, well, that's never going to come to my, my town. How am I ever yeah. going to see that? Well, you know, the, the place that I bought the Destination Moonbase off of, they had like a catalog and they would let me look at it. And I remember I was really into Jerry Anderson at the time. And um, I, I, I'd never seen Thunderbirds. Uh-huh. And I paid $50 for a tape from FHE Video uh called thunderbirds in outer space and um i've always found it funny that i don't like the thunderbirds <laughs> and uh you know i bought that tape and it was like oh uh, <laughs> you know? yeah wait what what year was that that would have been like 86 or 87 50 yeah. bucks to spend 50 bucks on a video tape and then get it home and go wah, wah, yeah. you know um yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was a you're... one and done. I never did that again. Like I, you know, I I just I just had heard so many good things about Thunderbirds. I'd never seen it, and I, you know, ugh. I remember when um when when Python came out on 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 VHS, what a big deal that was, and they would they would release these these tapes, you know, like three episodes per tape, you know, over the course of however long however long it was, and then um. I mean, you know, Doctor Who was just kind of out of my life. I I wouldn't have known how to see it. You know, it didn't it didn't run anymore. So these things were completely distant memories. All the all the video cassettes that when I recorded it on, you know, Channel Two were long gone. And I don't think it was until Odyssey Video out here in L.A. that one day I was there, and it was many years ago, and I was it was just not like (laughs) it was a bad time. Um, but all I could do was really just in the daytime, just run a movie and actually nothing's changed. It's the same life I have now, basically. But, um, uh, I found like, uh, Revenge of the Cybermen, I think. And there was a, there was one for, I think it was Genesis, maybe Genesis of the Daleks. Maybe. I can't remember. And, and rented one of the two of those. And it was just like this nostalgia thing when I got it home and just like, oh my God, I haven't seen that since you know, 1978 or whatever it was, or 79. And here it is on, on VHS, you know, um, did you ever, did you ever rent, did you rent like music, you know, concerts or music video type, you know, feet, you know, the ones when, when certain artists would put out a VHS only 
you know, um, uh, performance thing, like a 20 minute mini movie or. Yeah. Occasionally I did that. I didn't do it a lot because, you know, I watched enough videos as it was. Uh, I'm trying to think, I know that like I owned the Michael Nesmith projects, like, uh, television parts, Dr. Duck secret sauce. I, I owned that stuff because I found it at that blockbuster thing. Um, just trying to think, um, you know, I, I okay. I rented the Duran Duran one because I really wanted to see the unrated girls on film because all my friends had and I hadn't. Um, oh yeah, girls on film. <laughs> um, but that's probably the only one I'd really remember. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think I did a lot of that. I rented a lot of comedy. Um, I, I, yeah. I had comedy and I, and I, I bought quite a few comedies and, and I, I had, you know, that was the, the time when, when they started going, well, we can put, you know, this artist, you know, all their videos in on one video cassette. Mm. And, and, you know, so, and I, I, had I, a, I owned the Ramones one of that. I remember that. Um, I had the, the Kate Bush one. They put out one for Kate Bush to coincide with the whole story. Oh yeah. I had that and played that. Nonsense. And of course I had the Angela Lansbury workout because everyone did. Who, yeah, who didn't? Yeah. I, mean, I had two. One to keep sealed. I remember my friend and I, we had this long running joke about owning copies of Madame Suzatska. And my <laughs> friend was like, well, you have the deluxe laser disc. And I'm like, you have an autographed copy by Shirley MacLaine. You know, and I, I, neither of us have ever seen Madame Suzatska. <laughs> I don't know why that was such you a... The laser disc of Crossing Delancey. How did yeah. you get... That's a lucky um <laughs> yeah no um i was just trying to think of one of the things that was really cool um about the video store revolution i remember is i got to see stuff i never thought i would like um that you remember that brian may did that video um starfleet and it yeah. showed um, yeah it showed clips from this show which was called x bomber in japan but it was only like really shown in England in an English version. And that's where he got the idea to do the song because his son mm-hmm. liked it so much. So that came out on VHS. I remember picking those up and watching them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was like um, there were certain cartoons that would get, you know, like two episodes on a tape. Mm-hmm. And it's like a one and done. I remember picking up some of those. Oh, um, yeah. The Looney Tunes that came out. Yeah. Compilations because you'd see them at, you know, I'd get them either at Suncoast or, you know, when I ended up working at the Warner Brothers store in the Mall of America, they had a lot of videotapes there too. And they had all those Warner Brothers compilations and I get a discount. So I had a a bunch of those. One of of the funniest tapes I'd ever seen is like, um, I think Horror Express with Cushing and Lee, mm -hmm. which is actually a really good film. Yeah, it's it, like in the public domain. So you could go from video store to video store and see a copy of it, and it would be different from the copy you just saw. Like like every fly-by-night video guy put it out, but put it out with like a different cover. Yeah, do you remember that boom? Like yeah. in, the, in the, I want to say late 80s, when all of a sudden everywhere you went, there was a copy of It's a Wonderful Life, and mm-hmm. Laurel and Hardy, like way out west, and certain- Godzilla versus Megalon was like 
I think I think Toho shored this up now, but it was kind of considered public domain at one point. And you would go and see like you'd always find a copy of it and it'd always be it would have a weird cover. Either it wouldn't be like it would be a picture of a different Godzilla movie or, you know, just a monster on the cover. And it's like, you know, because I don't think they had the rights to use Godzilla on the box properly. And those those were all like when you'd find them in those bins, they were like five dollars. Yeah. Well, they were new. They were those were like the days when like you could find new movies like i was thinking that i remember going to a like a discount store and they had all these horrible movies like in in that black case with the look like a photocopied cover and they were new and they were five dollars and then godzilla versus that's where i got my copy of godzilla versus yeah Megalon. yeah they, they were like i'm saying new sealed copies of these movies yeah public domain and they were everywhere they were at supermarkets yeah they you know you know uh, department stores they just were everywhere and i because i i didn't know what i didn't understand what public domain was i just thought how are these only five bucks like like you know the last movie i bought was like 35 dollars you know i'm like so i i had a bunch of those like all the they had different abbott and costello ones i think and laurel and hardy and you know whatever horror films were you know, and the Max Fleischer Supermans. And the Max Fleischer Supermans. I had that multiple times, multiple yeah. different video video cassettes of, of that. You know, do you think what do you think about the there does seem to be a resurgence, not in not in the manufacture of them, but there certainly is a collector resurgence for VHS tapes. Like people are I think certainly people on the you know post on pod stallions you know page and stuff about some oh yeah no that's that's a uh a passionate thing um i mean to uh, that i don't have any issue with it whatsoever i mean i understand it it's it's like collecting vinyl i don't i collect vhs but i don't collect it it's like ornamental you know like i'll never pop it in it's like more Uh, of a this level for you it yeah it's like that i always wanted to own that so now yeah. i do and um but uh i get it i totally do but like i like blu-ray and you know i i won't trade right uh, you know like but like i can honestly remember when v- whitby video was closing down i heard they were closing down their blown down their movies i like ran and got their copy of kentucky fried movie <laughs> uh, because I a I love Kentucky Fried movie and b I was like I'll never see it again unless I buy it like you know, yeah 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 it was it was um I feel you know obviously everyone's got it a little easier now to just you know stream something quickly and like you know you can tell them about somebody about something and boom they get it but um again it's back to the hunt all the stuff we had to hunt for made it most of the time made it sweeter when you got it sometimes it was like that's the thing everybody's been talking about like that's the movie that looks so cool on the box or <laughs> you know yeah like, yeah the, 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 i've been experiencing that a lot lately because i've been like looking stuff up that you know i've got time i'm sitting in the studio and it's like i'll put a movie on and uh, 2b is like a video store like an 80s video <laughs> store and you sit there and go like okay i've never seen this i'm gonna pop this on and then you know 30 minutes in you're like i get why i didn't rent this you know? 
Although occasionally, and I did say this the other day, was um, one film that I never rented because it looked like a slasher film was Dead End Driving, a Brian Trenchard Smith film. Um, and I put it on on Tubi about a year ago and was like, damn, like, I love this movie. And it's not a slasher film. It's a, you know, it's a dystopian future film. And uh, I now own it on Blu-ray. I, I, you know, I found it luckily used uh, last week, and um, yeah, it's it's it, you know so that, that that works both ways. I I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, in in college, I knew a guy that owned a store, and he was going out of business or whatever, and he handed me some stuff, and he says, if you fill out these forms, you'll get free videos, and um, I pretended my uh, basement apartment was a video store. I, I forget what I called it, A1 Video or something like that. <laughs> and I would get a box, mainly from Full Moon. Full Moon was, like, really invested in me. I got, like, <laughs> cardboard standees and posters and screener copies for, like, about three months or four months. I, I just remember I got, like, like just a box would arrive, and it would be full of movies and posters, and I'd be like, Thanks, full moon. <laughs> Wait, this guy, did he just fill this out and they'll just send you promos? Yeah, he was like, you want this? You know, and I was like, yes. No you know, I don't know why he wasn't interested in it, but I remember that. He's like, I don't want this. And um, I was getting screener copies. I remember the first movie I got was great. It was uh, uh, Castle Freak, um, which oh, is... Oh, the... the um... Stuart Gordon made it. It's Gordon? A, yeah. That's a boy. Do you know the story about that? No. Like the making of it and stuff, and like. No. How, oh, I know it's got Jeffrey Coombs in it. It's um. It's funny you mention that because that's another one of those things where you and I talk about our our crazy nights of our eyes. Our eyes are like propped open like Clockwork Orange style, just flipping the, going up to Prime and just going, what is that? Put that in my queue. Put that in my yeah, queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched it like a year ago. And then I kind of read up on it and he got funding for it. They went over to, I want to say Italy, maybe he filmed that thing. And it's uh, Barbara uh, Crampton and, and Combs. I think it's the third one they did together with, with Gordon. Yeah. And they ran out of money or they, they weren't getting paid. No, that was it. They, they weren't getting paid. Like they hadn't been paid. The crew and, them, and, and, the, and the talent hadn't been paid for like the last three weeks or something. And it turns out the people that said they had the money didn't. And then, oh, oh somebody, I think that was a, a a band thing, too. I think it was a Charles. What's oh, it it's called? a full moon film. Yeah. A full moon. He all of a sudden was like, um, I'm going to need the castle in Italy. So you guys better wrap it up or something. And they're like, what? Like when? And they and they had to rush to finish it. Um, and I don't know whatever happened with the, with the money. But his thing was like, look, if we stop now then everything, all the work we've been putting into this will just, it'll, it, it'll never see the light of day. If you guys can all, you know, suffer with me, we can finish this thing. And they did out of loyalty to him, but I guess it was a nightmare. And most of the, most of the takes seemed to be like first or second take. And they moved on because they're, it's shot really strangely. It's shot like sometimes he's like up above the characters and doesn't do any close-ups, doesn't do any like two shots or close-up or anything. It's just mm -hmm. like, these, it's really strange the way he he filmed it, but I guess it was a a, a real nightmare to um 
to finish. But um, I don't know if I saw it when it hit video. I think it was one of those boxes I walked past. And, it, oh. you know, the director of Reanimator, you know, H.P. Lovecraft, blah, blah, blah. And then seeing it on the, the Prime or flipping around like that, I went, OK, now I'm, I'm finally going to sit and watch this. And I don't think I ever saw it way back when. Isn't that crazy that you, what a weird title to bring up. And I said, yeah, no, it's just, I remembered getting that. And then I started getting stuff like shrunken heads. And I, I, I remember I never watched shrunken heads. Like it, uh, it just was sealed on my shelf for years. Cause it's like, eh, you know, the, the luster, I, I, you know, what really makes me laugh is I moved out of that apartment and I, you know, you, you're not, you're not like, I didn't even change credit card addresses at that time. Um, so I often wonder if like the person living there still got like VHS tapes in the mail. Full moon shit for like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> what is this robot jocks? Like, why, why am I getting this? Guy ends up starting a studio or something and becomes yeah. a producer because you 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 left all that behind. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's funny because uh, I I when I think of too when I think of the, the video store thing and things like what you just said the castle freak or whatever is um these these movies that i'd also see ads for in the back of like fangoria Mm -hmm. like uh like motel hell yeah 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 yeah. and stuff like that and i wouldn't have gone i wouldn't have seen those you know yeah and then to come across a box in you know 86 or something or 85 and go Oh, that's that. That's the movie that yeah. The ad I, I, I can I remember there was a video store. Like video stores started popping up so much, like in '83, they were literally everywhere. And one was in an empty building in a car lot. Like it was a used car lot, and they had like a little side office they weren't using, and that turned into a video store. Mm-hmm. And it was like this is the worst. Like it was you know behind a car lot, behind a bowling alley, and they put a video store here. And um, I think I rented them. I think that's where I can't remember if we rent. We had to rent our VCR from there and then we went to another store to rent our movies. But um, this guy had a copy of the microwave massacre. Oh, my God. And it was like in a huge box, you know, your your boy who's in uh, Star Crash. Isn't he in Star? Vincent, um, the guy, he was in Maniac and he was in Microwave Massacre. The guy. Uh, he's he's one of the villains in Star Crash. Joe, I think. Joe Spinell. Joe Spinell. I almost is he I'm in almost, Microwave Massacre? I think he's the guy. I think his name in the movie is literally Mike Rowave. No, that this is the this is no, he's not in that. Um, <laughs> no, the Microwave Massacre turns out to be a bit of a comedy. I think. Um, wasn't it? Because I remember it in Fangoria. I remember pictures of it in Fangoria with like a head in a microwave or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got like I later on finally uh, looked at it and it has, it's it's definitely done on tongue in cheek. Um, it's a black comedy. I wonder what film it, uh, you're thinking of. Is it because he was? Did he do? Was he in Maniac? Wasn't he in Maniac? Yeah, he's in Maniac. He's in the last horror film. Last horror film. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. And he was wasn't he in Star Crash? Yes, he was. The... Okay, so, okay. Yeah. so maybe I'm because I remember an image 
of him in the magazine with the microwave with the head in it. But again, I haven't thought of this movie since. No, no, it's it's completely. Uh, I think Hold it's on. a mixed up image. Um, Joe Spinell's idea. Yeah, maybe he wrote it. Maybe yeah, maybe you're probably, right. Yeah, he probably wrote it one of his late night writing sessions. But 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 then finally getting to see some of these things that there was no way I was going to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The back of Starlog was really influential for me on that, too. Yeah, all the ads, you know, Porky's 2 the next day. That was a big one. No, but but it's the best of the franchise. I remember. Do you remember that when they they advertised Porky's 2 the next day in Starlog? No, did they do that? It was like the back inside ad of one of the Return of the Jedi issues of Starlog, the Mark Hamill interview issue of Starlog. Boy, this magazine's changed. The next day was um, was a really bad idea. Uh, The other the other day, uh, as a joke, uh, because it's on Prime, I I finally put on Porky's Three, which I've never seen, and um, like just the first opening scene that those guys are like forty, you know, um, (laughs) it's just. Doesn't that one involve like? Isn't there like a Ku Klux Klan? No, that's stuff? Porky's too. Is that Porky's too? Okay. Porky's, Porky's too is like, yeah, it's it's awful. Um, they're so they're so different. I get the three of them mixed up all the time. I, yeah, Porky's one has some very funny scenes in it. Yeah, yeah, and and oddly enough, speaking of horror, Bob Clark. What a Bob weird. Clark. What a weird career he had. Yeah, children shouldn't play with dead things. Um, <laughs> Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Murder by Decree. Murder by Decree. Christmas Story. Black Christmas Story. And Porky. Black Christmas Story, yeah. What a weird, what a weird uh, CV that guy had. Yeah. um, Like Baby Geniuses or something. He directed something, something, something weird, like a John Hughes uh, thing. Thing. And then I think he died, I think. He died in an accident. Uh, He was hit by a drunk driver. Yep. yep. And um, yeah, Boy, he was. When's the last time you saw Black, the original Black Christmas? Oh no, I, a long time ago, a long time ago. Um, and you ever seen his movie? And I saw this at a video. I found this at a video store, Death Dream, where no. oh, it's um, it's like a monkey's paw thing where a woman wishes her son would come back from Vietnam, Ooh. and he's dead, but that he comes back from Vietnam and he's a, like a monster and. Uh, Ah, uh, yeah, it's a pretty. It's I remember liking it. Um, Check it out. I'll definitely. I, God knows I'll be able to find it in about ten minutes. I mean, yeah. we really are living in this. Oh up, yeah. We grew up in a great time. All the stuff that we love and all the stuff that influenced us, and you know, we still have a you know an affection for. Um, Bob Clark directed the greatest buddy cop film ever made, Loose Cannons. He directed Loose Cannons. Mm-hmm. Aykroyd and Hackman. Mm-hmm. Combo. As long as you're looking things up, we look up Microwave Massacre. I want to know who the lead is now. It's bugging me. Oh, I just had that up. Um, damn it. Uh, I, I saw Loose Cannons in the theater, and I wish I hadn't have thought of it. Holy. You yeah, saw the- op- opening night. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that's what I said. You didn't see Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but you managed to make So, a- I, I saw Last Crusade in the theater, opening night. Um uh, I didn't see uh, the Temple of Doom. Um, Doom, but you managed to make it to Loose Cannons. Oh yeah, well you got it. You got it. 
Gotta get your priorities straight. <laughs> the star of Microwave Massacre is Jackie Vernon. A um, he was the voice of Frosty the Snowman. Yes, he was. It's Jackie Vernon. Oh my God. I, why did I think it was Joe Spinner? But the fact that it's Jackie Vernon, it makes it all worthwhile. What a weird! Holy crap, Jackie Vernon. Yeah. Now I gotta find that. Yeah, Which, there's no, some there's some clips of it on YouTube. I don't I don't know if the whole film's. Speaking there. of VHS and boxes and things that go, oh maybe I'll eventually see that. Do you remember the one? Oh, it's just just awful. Um, very much like a, a Fangoria thing, or like you'd hear about this legend, one of the almost like a video nasty kind of thing. But it was it was I think it was called Pieces. Where the kids oh. make, making a human jigsaw basically out of dead victims, kind of. Do you remember that movie Pieces? I remember the box. Yeah. yeah. Well, I crossed it some time ago, <laughs> late one night, three in the morning, and oof, it is just awful. But the, not just the subject matter, but just, just really kind of violent, <laughs> just horrible shit in this movie. Um, it's a video um, nasty. It's a video nasty, yeah. yeah. Well, how about those? Like, like, you know, what was the one? Uh, um, oh, what's the one? Not Cannibal Holocaust, but um, Cannibal Holocaust is pretty. One that was a video nasty. Claimed to be real footage, you know. Um, oh, Faces of Death. Faces of Death. Oh yeah, we watched those. Yeah, I those. Of Death. And then, of course, eventually pornography because my cousin david managed to find a way to get a hold of now now in in, now in canada most of the stores had um little saloon doors you know um for the the adult movie section um in my neck of the woods it was pointless because all of we didn't have triple x films they were all edited oh Uh, there was a yeah there was an ontario censorship board which you know my cousin pointed out was really stupid when you lived on the border of quebec where there was no such like he just drove to quebec um but i didn't have that luxury uh but yeah they 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 had these like saloon doors in most of the stores and you know they would be squeaky (laughs) see it's the one the the mom and pop one had another branch further away and i remember one night in high school being with some buddies and like this is like yeah we're having a party let's get to get a poem you know parents mm. are and i and the only video store that was nearby was the other branch of the store that was you know 10 miles away where i lived or whatever never thinking that any employees that knew me at the other place were going to be in this place and we <laughs> went in fill the shit out and like you know, like oh hey jason what's going on what are you doing over at this, this neck of the woods uh, i'm not jason you're thinking of somebody else i gotta go I like a fake mustache and a beard and like a top hat aboard <laughs> <laughs> the mission um <laughs> but but the other but the place the home the big giant place they had a back room it was yeah. it wasn't a saloon door but the you know you think it's being sort of sneaky Every every movie there had, um, you know, you'd bring the box up and then you'd, they'd go get the case. And the cases were like gray with maroon lettering on them. Yeah, which means everyone knows that you're the cases, renting the, an adult the film. The porno section were maroon with gray lettering on them. So if you, <laughs> if you came to, you know, you walked out, in or out with one of those, everybody knew what you had anyway. And one night 
it was my my ex like science professor from high school <laughs> came okay. up to the counter and it's like oh hey mr johnson how are you doing good jay how are you how's how's the family like just ignoring what's in my hand yeah zap this movie and going to get i'm gonna get your movie real quick and uh, i'll be right back but uh but there'd be when you'd have to put the movies back in that back room there were guys back there just like reading the boxes you know reading yeah. the back What's the yeah. story about? What's this? I think yeah. that's What's the plot? Uh, in what? fact, um, there used to be a you know? store across the street from me uh, when I li- when I was uh, living in Toronto, and it was called Video Addict, and I called it Porno Addict because it was the worst excuse for a video store. It it had it was like two rooms, and one room was the size of a closet. It was the front, and they had some new movies. And then there was a beaded curtain and the whole store, the rest of the store was pornography. <laughs> and um, I went in there a lot because the, no one rented the new releases. Like it, it literally was just a porno store. And so, you know, if you if like when Pulp Fiction was new, I just walk in and like there it was. Right. No, nobody was renting Pulp Fiction. You know, the movie art decor around the corner, the you know, the art house store that you could never get it you know right. but um at, at Dinky town I can at, get at video attic and there'd be guys coming out of the curtain going what's this one like is it good and you'd just be like wow this is really laissez-faire in here like oh. you guys are all just letting it hang out aren't you you yeah. know uh yeah, the and, yeah it was it was weird um but one of my favorite pranks to pull when i was a young idiot was um a couple of the stores would have the adult titles way up top and you know they'd have the tag system of mm-hmm. you know red is vhs and, and black <laughs> is so i would try to find uh, a movie with an innocent title <laughs> and then try to find a children's movie swap <laughs> with the same title or similar <laughs> and swap them classic so you know um everyone got a Classic VHS swap. Some poor <laughs> guard for life putting in the wrong movie. Well, actually, I was hoping to get, you know, ruin some gentleman's Friday night. But um, you didn't think about the family that was doing it. Maybe I didn't care. Maybe I was 15. It's pizza night. Lady in the Tramp. But this is not the Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> yes, it it's a different kind of Lady in the Tramp. The Tramp is played by Ron Jeremy. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that some of this, we we did we do we do also have that thing in common where we have to go to certain certain seedier areas to get the legit thing we're looking for yeah or yeah. deal with like you know sort of around the the, the can meet me in the back of the store I've got a copy of that thing or like yeah and get you a bootleg of that album or whatever yeah. and first time I I would I finally found <laughs> Doctor Who Monthly was at a shop called Shinders downtown st paul that was just like 60 percent pornographic magazines and my brother took me and he's like okay just stay over there just get that find your thing and you know get on. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back and do some shopping i remember i was in manhattan um 2000 and uh every store i walked by like in this one area had like kung fu movies in the window Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, you know, and uh, so I, I love kung fu movies. And I, I went into this one store and I bought like two or three movies. Mm-hmm. And then 
I started like it started to dawn on me that this was like Giuliani um, trying to clean up porno stores. And they had to carry a certain amount of non-pornography to stay in business. So, like, somebody made a killing just dumping boxes of kung fu movies off, uh, like, every... And they were, like, window dressing. Yeah. So, I was, like, I... I, It didn't dawn on me, because I think I went to two or three of the stores. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like, oh, I've been going in and out of porn. (laughs) stores all day because yeah. you know? I, I think it dawned on me like after because one of the stores had booths well, and you, i was like why does the store have booths kind of a and, kind of dead giveaway yeah you, it's kind uh, of yeah you you uh but you know you behaved that's the I, and i think that's the lesson to take away even yeah. when it's even when it's around you just get in get what you need get out yeah don't well, look, I, I wanted to get a sunny chiba movie um that was really important to me. <laughs> Sir, you came to TNA Palace. What were you looking yeah. for, Sonny? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Once again, we've probably revealed too much, and or maybe you've learned something. Maybe you've had some other experiences. But I get the feeling there's going to be a lot of comments after this episode, people talking about their VHS adventures. And I, I, I'd love to see anybody uh, you know, post photos of... Um, their collections if they have they re you, you know started collecting vhs again or something i'd love to to see some of that. i see a lot on twitter i see a lot of vhs collecting on on twitter feeds yeah um uh yeah we should probably start a thread in the pod Stions group about um uh, uh vhs store memories this would be a fun one yeah, and 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 th- also things like I thought about just thought just just occurred to me the posters and stuff we talked about there were like I got some standees too like I got I got sometimes they'd have these cardboard either the counter standee or they'd have like a half size standee that would have been in the theater I would get some of those sometimes too yeah, like yeah I remember pro- that countertop standee that that was just promoting a film or a a thing and it didn't have like copies of the movie in it or something, but that became really big and little premium. Oh, premiums. Shit. We didn't talk about this. Uh, you know, they, the, the, the studios would send out premiums to the stores with, yeah. with their, their certain X number of copies that you bought kind of thing for the store to have on display. And, <clears throat> um, I had a girlfriend at the time that was working part-time in a video store. And, uh, I one time went in and stole, I took out a, <laughs> Shouldn't be saying this on air, but I stole some premiums that were in the case. Probably got her fired. I'm a jerk. Anyway, it was a long time ago. I was very young, but I but I I had one of those uh, paperweights from for Reanimator that they oh, put no out way. a head in the tray with the logo on the side, and I had a baseball with the, with um, the logo for the Natural stamped on on the baseball. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I ever got anything all that cool. Yeah. Um, I got, I got quite a few, quite a few bits and bobs, and then they started doing it when they would, when they would put out VHS, they would sometimes put a premium inside, yeah, you know, or Costco, or whatever, and then it was a real thing for for DVDs, uh, like Best Buy and Target would do it all the time, and they don't, they don't, nobody really does it anymore. But the first time I remember it was the video stores. You'd find these weird things in different stores on the countertop, like where did you get that? Mm. You know, that keychain and it was or they'd have a 
stuff, you know, premiums they'd give to customers that tie into the, to promote the, the film and stuff. Yeah, all that crap that we <laughs> eventually made its way into the trash. But yeah, <laughs> good, good, good times. Good, good times. <laughs> so there you go. There's a there's a show. That's yeah, stuff. no, that was great. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll be uh, coming back sooner than later. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy. Thanks. Bye. That was great, man. I told you that was a great time.